You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 41 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SV Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias at Babes on Broad on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then you can find me at Sam Wills 18 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my co-host Jesse at Run This Town with an E13 on Twitter and then at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram. Before we even move on to this dumpster fire of a Sunday night football, make sure to go check out our Babes on Broad YouTube channel. That's where you can find all our past pregame live shows. We're not doing one this week because of the late start time, the Sunday night football start time. And then also we want to just give it a break because... It is very hard to be excited about this team right now. Exactly. It's hard to talk positive. I don't even think anybody wants a Philly-centered show right now. So we're just giving it a week off. We're cleansing the palate before we come back. And then then we'll see where we go from there. We'll see (laughs) what happens. Um, But, yes, so they face the equally as beat-up Sun, or I was going to say Sunday Night Footballs. (laughs) San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football in san francisco so they are traveling to the west coast which is never a fun thing for a football team to do but the i don't want to say this is good news these are two equally as battered football teams the injuries on both teams are pretty much unreal um the only two i think definite uh that we've got so far are Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play. Nick Mullins is the starter this week. And George Kittle has been practicing so far. It looks like he is going to play. Other than that, um, D. Ford has not practiced this week. Raheem Moster has not practiced this week. And Jordan Reed has not practiced this week. Um, I'm not sure about D. Ford, but I, but I think Mostert and Jordan Reed are probably no-goes. Um, but their injury list is pretty much as long as the Eagles injury list, which is just so sad to look at. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like you're looking at the injury list and then it also doesn't even factor in for the Niners, their IR, which would be like Nick Boza. Like there are a lot of factors on their IR that were also recently out due to two weeks ago when everybody went down in that game. Yeah. Um, so it's even it does. I mean, as terrible as injuries are, it does help us out a struggling Eagles team, even though we have all these injuries. Um, I think that's what really gives us our only fighting chance in this game at this point. But I mean, so as we're recording this, it's Friday at 1214. So there is no uh, report for Friday's practices yet. We don't know who who's practicing, who's not practicing, what have you. So as of Thursday, 
The did not practice list was J.J. Ortega-Whiteside with a calf injury, Deshaun with his hamstring, Alshon with his foot. However, Alshon was limited on Wednesday, so I don't know if they're just trying to get him ready for Sunday so to see if he can play. Um, well, wasn't his original, like, when he was on DIR to start the season, wasn't he originally expected to come back in October? Because it's now October 2nd currently, so it shouldn't be that long from now that we see him. No, and he started practicing a couple weeks ago. So he, and I yeah. think he seemed to look good so far. So maybe that's just a kind of precautionary thing, especially because they have literally no receivers right now. Um, they want to make sure that he's good to go. Um, Who would have thought that Howie's one good move this season that ends up working out is not trading Alshon because he wasn't able to? <laughs> I still don't see that as a good Jeez. move. I can't, I can't believe that our saving grace right now is hoping Alshon Jeffrey can play. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Avante Maddox uh, did not practice with an ankle injury. Jason Peters is sick. Jamon Brown is sick. John Hightower is sick. And Trevor Williams was out with a rib injury. I don't know what illness is going through the locker room, but that's right. that. And then Rudy Ford, Lane Johnson, and Miles Sanders were all limited in practice. Um, good news is Fletcher Cox was full, was a full go. So that kind of oblique abdomen injury that he's been battling seems to be at least a little bit better, and and he should be fine. Playable. Yes, the Eagles are riddled with injuries, but so are the 49ers. So injuries, not an excuse this week. This week – I mean, you, at the end of the day, we still have our starting quarterback. Stopping you there. Please go ahead. Did you see how they were doing the matchups for the NFC East this week on one of the shows on ESPN? And they did Eagles at 49ers, and they had freaking Nick Mullen's picture as the icon instead of Carson. Do you see that? I didn't see it, but I'm at this point. They had Nick Mullins that. over Carson. I just want to die. A little. Yeah, they had Dak, they had everybody else, all the other matchups, their prime quarterback, and then Nick Mullins over Carson Wentz. Jeez. <sighs> I mean, so so Nick Mullins <laughs> has not played poorly. He's played fine. They have played the Jets and the Giants. So, I mean, what is that really to hang your head on? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I guess that you can put the Eagles in the Jets, Giants, Bengals category of the year. Yeah, true that, actually. Terrible. True that. Um, <laughs> But, I, I mean, uh, so 33 for 47, 414 yards, a touchdown and an interception in one and a half games. So not too bad. Um, obviously, they're two leading rushers um, in Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, both a little banged up. So Jarek McKinnon is your, is your leading back there. And, you know, obviously first-round pick Brandon Ayuk is an is a exciting guy to watch. Um, he's a guy who I would have been happy having on the Eagles as well. Uh, so so let's kind of tie all this into right go into our keys to the game so what what are you kind of seeing or what are you thinking that their keys to the game need to be on offense and defense to try to squeak out their first win first and foremost Doug and Carson need to change their stuff around again I mean my big thing last week was Carson needs to come out I've kind of not giving up on it, but I'm back on it a little bit. And I'm just saying Carson needs to just get something together, get a little rally. I want to see him moving outside like he did last week and getting back to what he really does. And with that being said, I think a lot of pressure is on Doug this week with his play calling. He needs to utilize all the injuries on the other side of the ball. And then that goes for the defense as well. Just utilize injuries all around for this team. And then he also needs to show that he's aggressive early and just keep pushing that item after last week settling for the tie so I think that's going to be a huge piece is Doug 
this week. And then for the defense, like I said, just coming out, being aggressive, attack what they can with the injuries. I hope we win. I mean, should I do my prediction or let you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so due to that, I'm still going to say the Eagles win because they need to win. I can't say that they're going to lose when they need to win, which is nuts that we're already in a need-to-win situation. Situation, But, yeah, so I think that they're going to have a high score this week of the season with a score of 20, and then I think Not they're going to hold San Fran, <laughs> San Fran to 17. So I'm going to say 20 to 17 Eagles. I totally agree with you. And I think one of the biggest, I think this is one of those games that uh, I see it kind of, it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to coaching and it's going to come down to which coach can utilize the roster that they have given all the injuries the best. And you should be able to, the Eagles should be able to come out on top of that because at the end of the day, the Eagles have their franchise quarterback healthy and ready to go. So I think, you know, as much as they need to kind of exploit the injuries on the opposite side, you know, Doug needs to be, get creative with all the injuries. It's, it's going to be on Doug getting his stuff together and then Carson executing like the, the injuries aren't, aren't an excuse this week. So the last couple of weeks, you know, it Oh, we don't have any receivers, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, not that it's an excuse, but it's something that was looked at obviously, but the 49ers are missing it, it, i mean they're they're equally as decimated as we are so yeah the eagles i mean it's going to come down to which coach can utilize the roster that they have better and more effectively and which team can ex- like which team is more prepared to play on sunday that's what it's going to come down to and i think given that that's also going to show me a lot about where Doug is and what we need going forward because at the end of the day, Doug won you a Super Bowl. I do not think he should be fired. I do not even think, I think he should be embarrassed by what he's shown so far, but I don't think his job should be in jeopardy even remotely. I agree. I, now, if this was next season and it's two consecutive seasons, then especially it's a with different Owen, with an yeah. especially Owen three start, not. Yeah. Sure. But to me, this is. I mean, I think he needs an offensive coordinator. I, I agree. We talked about this on on earlier this week. I, I mean, at the end of the day, the Chiefs have Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, but Eric Bieniemy calls all the plays. Yeah, they sit down you together. Can't do, up. This, you can't do an offensive coordinator by committee. This you cannot do that. Crap. The committee. Yeah. Thing, absolute crap. And Mike Grow was a little yes man for Doug Peterson. He was also useless. I think they need an actual talented offensive coordinator who can, can it just, just so you have another voice in the room. So you have some dialogue to be able to get this. And, and I'd be, I would even be fine if one of these guys that are part of this committee was the actual offensive coordinator so they could have a good dialogue to be able to create some better plays. So I ultimately think on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles, this is going to show me a lot about what Doug's made of and what the rest of the offensive staff is not made of and what the roster is not made of. Um, On the defensive side, I swear to God, if I see any stick, (laughs) I'm going to jump off my balcony. They need to get some pressure on Nick Mullins. There's no excuse not to. Um, Obviously, you know, the the 49ers offensive line is, is really good, but look at what you've got on your defensive line. Get some pressure out there and 
oh my God, do something with George Kittle that's not Nate Gary following him in coverage, please. That's <laughs> oh, that's what I have yeah. to say. I, I just I'm and it's here's the thing. It's not Nate Gary's fault. Like the execution, sure, but he is not a number one linebacker. Like he Dude, is we've not been saying that. this we've been saying this since he got toasted in game one. Like you can only blame Howie for this. Like you cannot blame right. Nate Gary for it because he's doing the best he can. He's just put in a position he shouldn't be in. He's just <laughs> not good. He's just not good enough. Like, no, that's, and it, that's okay. That's he's okay. a lot better than a lot of people out there, but Hey, you are not the person that should be number one. <laughs> no. So with that, I, again, I'm with you there. I'm still going to go with the Eagles winning. I have not lost all hope yet. I will never pick against the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got the birds winning 27, 24, and just quieting everyone down for a little bit of time after a national TV win. I like it. I just don't see him scoring that much. And I think it says, I think it says something, the fact that we are in week four and I can't confidently say they're going to beat this other injured team. I'm not confident. I'm just, you know, I'm going and I'm like, yeah, I hope they win 20 to 17. If they do win, that's what I see. So yeah, it's not, it's not the best case scenario right now. No, but I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to scream at my TV. And we will. Well, see yeah, you got to be invested. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's it's gonna. You know, I don't know if I can. You know, not let it ruin my mood for a second week in a row. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on around Philly because there's actually some positive stuff going on around <laughs> Philly. And we're gonna answer a few more listener questions this week. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. 
That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. So we want to bring in some positivity now, and I'm just going to say it. Welcome to Philadelphia, Doc Rivers. Oh, finally, so some happy. good news. I'm so happy. I'm so I'm happy. Like I'm doing my excited hands. <laughs> you can't see her excited hands, but she's no, doing excited hands. I'm doing them. I just, like, he was, in a perfect world, if I could just pick anybody to be the head coach of the Sixers, he is who I would have picked. And I agree. When he became available, and I was like, if if he's out there and we end up with Mike D'Antoni, I'm gonna, I was gonna riot. I was gonna be <laughs> so pissed. I just think from a culture standpoint, he's the guy that they needed, and he's definitely a guy who can light a fire under. Yeah, and my two biggest things about him is one. He made Tobias great when he was with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the perfect move to just bring Tobias into his role that we were expecting him in here. And then two, the biggest thing about um, Brett Brown was the fact that he was too friendly and the like everybody, well, at least everybody said that the team just valued him more as like a friend and actually like didn't see him in that leader role. I think Doc Rivers with his, repertoire and his name and everything he's going to come in right here and he demands that respect right away because of everything he's done and proven that he can do and I think these guys are going to respect him I think they're going to do everything that he says and fall right in I think it's just going to be perfect I agree and I you know coming back to the Eastern Conference I just think he I mean I think he can handle this roster and I think he is the perfect guy to do it I mean he won an NBA championship with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Rajon Rondo. Like, those are some, those are some personalities right there. Right. Like, that trio is some personalities. And if you can win an NBA championship with that, like, so many people want to talk about, like, what has he done in L.A.? And I'm like, um, manage every superstar that's come through there and Ready. get screwed over by Chris Paul's injuries and poor teammateship. Like, I just went to say right and literally, and I said righty. <laughs> So, just wanted to. But I tell my with what you said about Tobias Harris, I think that's the most underrated part about this move, and I think it's something yes. people aren't talking about enough because everyone wants to talk about Ben and Joel, which absolutely true. He's had mm-hmm. the highest of praise for Ben and Joel, and I think he would be a great guy to bring in here. Yes, I think he's perfect for them. But then you add in the Tobias Harris thing, and obviously they've invested so much money in Tobias, but also I think that from a a team standpoint, like he has really developed into their leader, like on and off the floor. And he's that Mm -hmm. leader. We've talked about how Joel Embiid, like he's just a goofy personality. Like he's not necessarily a leader and Ben's just more quiet, but obviously they're super talented. Tobias has like taken it upon himself to keep the team together and has been the face of them advocating for social justice change and, and things like that. So I think that obviously Tobias is should stay here. I don't want Tobias to be traded. And I think obviously, yeah, I like Tobias. Doc Rivers is the guy that made him an all-star favorite a couple of years ago, obviously in the Western conference for the guard, mm-hmm. there were just so many, they couldn't have all of them in there, but 
you know, Tobias's best year, why we traded for him was that. So I, I'm, I'm so excited about this move. Um, and I, I absolutely cannot wait to, to see what happens. And I also can't wait to see if he has full power over the roster construction as well. Like I know I'm excited. It's definitely going to be an exciting off season. I have one question though for you. It's kind of bringing a negative aspect onto it. Oh, I'm just no. curious about your question. Um, not about Doc, more about Ben. So Jimmy Butler, I saw a tweet. He said something about the Sixers and it was that Ben Simmons didn't have the mindset that him and Joel had. It was more lackadaisical, he said. So what do you think about that? Does that concern you that he thinks that Ben kind of doesn't have that winning mindset? Because I don't, I haven't seen that, if that makes sense. Like, it's concerning that he thought so. Also, not everyone is going to be up dribbling a basketball at 3 a.m., but I think a lot, I think a big part of why he said it was because when he was with the team, that's when Ben was doing his whole being with Kendall Jenner and being a super, you know what I mean? He was sure. more in the tabloids than he was on the court. In the Sure. And I, I just think like, I haven't, I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? Like until I see it on the floor when I'm just like, oh, Ben's out there being lazy. I don't see that. And I understand how there were times, especially in the Toronto series where Ben looked disengaged because he didn't have the ball in his hands and he couldn't really do much else from an offensive standpoint. And he still needs to grow that part of his game, obviously. But again, I think with some better shooters around them, there's a mm-hmm. different kind of situation there. And I think that's something that doc can work with effectively also could be the Brett Brown thing, needing a new voice in the room. There are a lot of things that could go into it. And I don't want it to sound like I'm making excuses, but on the floor, I have not necessarily seen that yet. Like, I don't think he has that like killer instinct that yeah. like, Jimmy Butler does, but I don't think, I don't see him on the floor. Like, like I don't see him taking plays off. You know what yeah. I mean? No. And I, I like that you just said killer instinct because I think, cause it did bring a little bit of concern into me. Cause I was like, Hmm, like maybe I can see that. But the fact that you said killer instinct is exactly the word I was lacking because that's kind of what I don't see from him. I don't necessarily think he's being like lackadaisical and doesn't care. Yeah. I just think he doesn't have the instinct that Jimmy Butler does. Right. You know, and I just that killer instinct. Right. And I, I think it's interesting that he said that the same instinct that him and Joel did, because I don't really have, I haven't seen that from Joel either. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I don't really, have a concern because it seems of more like a personal issue with Ben Simmons and like mm-hmm. having a good relationship with Joel than anything else. Because I don't, I don't see anything from Joel that I don't see from Ben. And I don't see anything from Ben that I don't see. I don't see anything from Ben that I do see from Joel, if that makes sense. Like the, the, besides the, the tabloids. Yeah. The mentality or killer instinct yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Like I don't see much difference in what they do and do not have. I agree with that. So that's kind of why, why I'm kind of like, like that seems like Jimmy just like having an issue. Yeah. Um, and then on a the Phillies suck to keep going down, um, keep going downhill. Sixto Sanchez starting in a playoff game before Aaron Nola. That's disgusting. Uh, Season, but the fact that everything happened, that needed to happen for them to get into the playoffs aside from them winning their own game. It dude, they needed to go within the last eight games. They needed to go two and six and they want one and seven. What? It's 
disgusting. Is Bryce, like, and then you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me after Sixto Sanchez is starting in a playoff game before Aaron Nola that you got what you wanted out of JT Real Muto. What? So that's going to lead us into our first listener question. At Ari Blue PXP asked us, why weren't Matt Klentak and Andy McPhail fired after the final out? And honestly, I think it's because exactly what you just said. The organization does not value winning. All they want to do is sign players to attract fans to come to the park, buy tickets, buy merch, and they don't actually have any desire to build a winning team. They told you by they told you that exactly with that reaction to JT Romuto. Oh, well, we signed up for two years of JT and, you know, we knew that was pretty much it. Well, you did nothing else to supplement. If that was your mentality, you should have been a win now program. You did Literally. nothing else to supplement that. And instead you were like, well, if we make the playoffs, we do. If we don't, we don't. They don't value winning. They don't care about winning. They All don't they care about is making money. And that's absolutely infuriating. And if that's the case, I want nothing to do with this team yep. because we're Philly. We need winning. We can't stand this constant losing. Like, I don't care if we have the best roster and the biggest names. If they can't play, I don't care. Like, that is absolutely idiotic if that was the thought process, was just to get give away your best pitching prospect who's already making a big impact down there with the Marlins, and then just freaking get JT for two years. And, yep, that's good enough for us. Like, we don't need him, even though – and it's not – and the thing that's so infuriating about it as well is the fact that, like, JT was one of your most, if not the most consistent player you had all season on all sides of the ball. Yes. Like, not only is he a great catcher, he's the best in the league catcher, which makes him the, a great leader, and then he also is a great hitter. Like, it just – it doesn't make any sense to me besides being cheap and not caring. Yeah. I mean, he, and I'm concerned about it too. If he even wants to be here anymore, because I sent you I his wife. No, his wife put on their story something like, "Thanks, Philly. Like we enjoyed everything that you ha- like, all the love you gave to us. Like thanking the fans." And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah. "They don't even care about being here anymore." And I do not blame them. But, geez, man, it is. That's going to be the stupidest move in Eagles history. I mean, Eagles in Philly's history. I think if they let him go I really just think that stupidest move ever I mean so like we talk about like the Zach Ertz thing right and it's like Zach Ertz is one of the top tight ends in football but I can see obviously I want them to resign Zach Ertz and give him the extension but I see I can understand the uh, the opposite argument right yeah JT Real Muto is quite literally the best catcher in baseball by far by far in every aspect of the game and you are literally going to just crap that away. And like, with that comparison, just so, okay, like, I want Ertz here. I think he should be here. But if you get rid of him, it's for the argument that you still have Dallas Goddard, who can replace him and fit in pretty close. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, he's still a great – he's going to be a great tight end in the league. Except but if you, if you get rid of um, JT Real Muto, you don't have that in catching. What are you saying? That nap is as good as JT Real Muto? No. It's laughable. Yes. Like, so you don't have, oh gosh, now I'm doing frustrated hands. Like, it's just so frustrating. Okay. So I hate that them. They need to be gone. At Jeffrey underscore bar asked us, 
who is in the worst shape over the next few years? Eagles, Sixers, or Phillies? Sixers, no longer in the worst shape. No, they're, they're no. This conversation now. I agree. What do you think? Um, Eagles, I think Howie's on the hot seat. I hope it's not the same case. So I think that um, Eagles, it's going to take a little bit until they rebuild. But right now, if they if the Phillies, which looks like they're getting rid of JT Romuto, I think that the Phillies would be in the worst case scenario, which is so terrible to say after they gave all that money to Bryce Harper for 13 years to just like, oh my gosh. And even like now it's giving me flashbacks how you even just said like brought up um, if you're only going to have JT, why bring him in for two years if you weren't in win now mode? Why do that? Yep. So that you literally could sell tickets. It just, it's nuts to me. I think that, I don't know if I can answer that question until after the Eagles play on Sunday. I agree. That and the fact that we need to see where the Eagles, because we it could be another the same situation. Like, I mean, obviously both GMs are really should not belong right now. And I don't know where the Eagles stand on how. I don't know if they're going to hold on to him like it seems like the Eagles are going to with Clintech. So we'll see. And I think that's what it's going to come down to, who's willing to just cut ties with – the poor GMs that suck and ruining everything, but yeah, it's dang, all, that's yeah. frustrating. That has me so worked up right now. Oh God. All right. Jeez. Well, we're going to let Sam go decompress. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 41 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure to subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Leave a written review. And don't forget, there will not be a pregame show this week, but you can still find our recipe of the week and drink of the week on our social medias on Sunday. So keep an eye on that. But until next week, we're the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Go birds. BGN. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.